On today's episode of Titus and Tate, the Coach K retirement tour went into Chapel Hill, Tate, and the Carolina, <laughs> the University of North Carolina did not give Coach K any gifts, but Coach K gave Carolina a gift. It was an ass whooping. Yeah, it was not good. It was not good uh, for any part of my day. It was not good for any part of North Carolina history. It was not good. It, it's usually a great day to be a Tar Heel. Today was not a great day. This was uh, not was what was totally expected. I mean, Duke was favored in the game, so I guess like it wasn't. A, a, Congrats, a, Vegas. You were right. It wasn't a shock that Duke won. I think it was, <laughs> from my perspective, and I say this as a guy who who does you know I'm not even I'm not a. I wouldn't be accused of being a Carolina homer like some people might accuse you, Tate. I uh, I was shocked. I was shocked at how I, I a was little appalled. fight was I was appalled. <laughs> you might have been shocked, but I was appalled. Uh, we are we are going to have a little therapy session with Tate <laughs> as he copes with uh, oh, man. with Coach K kicking his alma mater's ass. Uh, also, Auburn taken to the wire by by uh, Tom. Let's Green. talk about that. Let's, talk about, let's talk, talk about Tom that. Green. He almost had it. Um, this was supposed to be an awesome day of college basketball. This was there's supposed to be a ton of great games on today. Not a lot of great games, Tate. A, a lot, lot of blowouts. A lot of blowouts. It was a lot of good day. It was good days depending on what team you were rooting right. for. So some teams had a great day, but overall we did not have good basketball games. So we were we set out to do this episode as a uh, little bonus thing because uh, we looked at the slate and we said there are going to be a ton of fun games to talk about. Um, the games <laughs> themselves might not be as fun to talk about, but there are big picture narratives that are emerging. One of them is that North Carolina, woof. We're going to talk about What's it. What's happening? <laughs> we're gonna What's talk, going on? We're going to talk about it all, but first. Woody Durham. He takes the time out. All right, we're going to talk about Duke Carolina first date. Um, I want to, I want to, before we get there, I'm going to give you another like 30 seconds to, to just really process where you want to take this. Uh, I, w- I want to give an update to the people. We are recording this in at your place. We we watched all these games together. We, we did what we promised we would, which is uh, the three of us. Jim is with us. We were at your kitchen table recording this. Um, we we are rec- the, the, the reason I'm saying this is because right now, uh, the second half of UCLA-Arizona State is underway. Um, so we'll be monitoring that, Jim. That's that's your job, Jim. You have to. You also, have to, Donda is underway. Yeah, Donda, they Donda are playing, is also playing. <laughs> the homecoming game right now. So Jim is very so, upset with us that we are not watching the Donda. If game. Antonio Brown takes off his shirt and starts <laughs> running around and, at the Donda game, and you're like, "Well, I can't believe Titus and Tate didn't talk about that." Um, blame Jim because he's supposed to chime in and tell us what's going on in both the UCLA Arizona State game and the uh, Donda game. So there was a lot of drama in the gym class universe today. Pete Davidson went to the Syracuse game. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, Kanye was calling out Kim Kardashian for not letting the kids come to the Chicago Donda homecoming. <laughs> it was a good day all around. So we talk about all that stuff. Was Let's, it a good day? Date? <laughs> no, 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 it was not a good day. It was not uh, a good day. Where do we start? Where, where, uh, the greatest rivalry Ooh. in sports as ESPN. It always us. delivers it until always it doesn't. Del- <laughs> it always delivers. <laughs> I should have um, known it wasn't going to deliver when Jay Billis tweeted out that yeah. uh, video that said it always delivers. The one where he gave his sh- oh yeah oh yeah, no, oh, no, oh, yeah. No, also that one when I saw him give his shoes away to a Carolina fan who tepidly took them <laughs> and looked around and said what am I doing here? <laughs> what do I do um, yeah, it was a really long day and college game day being there a lot of great signs. It was a lot of good energy. Yeah. You know, what was up, the what was the number one thing? Was it the DUI with the with the fans for I, the the I signs mean, you saw from I the mean, it Carolina? Was a lot of like Coach K is a weasel. You know what I mean? <laughs> like a lot of just 
you know, like the good, the good home, <laughs> just good home, just cooking. good old fashioned yeah. ribbon, you know, <laughs> yeah. like like what you like to see out there from the kids. So I mean, I had like this optimism for the future. Felt like it was the right energy in the building. Yeah, um, you know, I saw the commercial when Hubert Davis. You know, you remember this classic ESPN commercial where Jay Bills is in the cafeteria and he asks for chocolate pudding. That's right. And she says, That's right. You know, there is no more chocolate pudding, even though there's a lot there. And then he sits down and people are bumping into him. And Hubert Davis says, I don't know, Duke boy. Yeah, when he yeah, asks what's yeah. going on, you know, all that was leading up to the game. A lot of good energy and a lot of, yeah. you know, hey, Carolina, they win this game tied for first place. In the <laughs> right. So like, this is how we came in. Optimism, optimism. I was watching the video when Hubert Davis pulls up to the arena and, you know, no, no one had talked about this. this is his first Carolina Duke game. It's all about yeah. Coach K's farewell. Nothing about Hubert Davis. No one talked about Brady Mannix's first Carolina Duke game either. Uh, yeah. you know, well, was, Brady Mannix the only person that I think that was aware that he was playing in the Carolina Duke game that was wearing a Carolina jersey. But all, all this was leading up to, like, uh, I, I thought it was going to be a good moment for yeah. Carolina basketball. And it was the opposite. And uh, it all started with Armando Baycott guarding Paulo Bencaro, which that was, the, that was the start of the game, which also was the ending of the game. And it I, happened about three minutes of game time. I think there were two decisions that doomed Carolina. Uh, it was Armando Baycott starting on Bencaro, and it was offering Caleb Love a scholarship. I think those <laughs> were the two things. Yeah. <laughs> well, see, last year, what, what really tripped us up was that last year, Caleb Love played great against Duke. Yeah. Yeah, I think he averaged like 22 points per game. I mean, yeah. Caleb Love outside of Duke, not, I, not, not was, my tempo. That was an unfair shot because uh, I know Caleb Love has been good. Like, but, um, no, but not to – but like that that was Caleb what Love has thought. been – I don't know what the hell's happened to that guy. but Because he, he, he last year, I remember thinking like – like I didn't think he was great, but he, he, he looked the part. He looked like – He looked uh, like he could be. Yeah, he, yeah. He, if you squinted enough, you're like, yeah, he's a Carolina point guard. That, that could be a guy, you know, like <laughs> give it time to develop. I, I Oh, my God. I'm not – again, I'm not even the Carolina guy in this operation, yeah. and I am like – all right, this is not the answer for for North Carolina. This is RJ Davis, also not the answer. Like, they no, gotta... you know who the answer was? AJ Griffin, but he plays for Duke now, mm. and I think that was sort Oof. of the uh, the whole that that is like what this whole moment, this culmination of Carolina basketball, kind of came to, where you get on the court, you realize that you're outmatched, and what what was the, always the the wise, you know, the wisdom when it comes to Carolina Duke. Carolina is the pro NBA guys yeah. playing the tryhards of Duke. Yes. And the tryhards yes. are going to do every single ch cheaty thing they can do to try to beat the better players. Yes. And now we're playing the team that used now to be the that opposite. team. Now, now, now we're switching. Now we're trading now places. Now you have Paolo, who might be number one pick, and, and Keels might be a first rounder. not to say this happened like, just this year. I mean, this has been happening for the past decade, but it just felt like this moment in time we got here and it's an identity crisis for sure. Cause Brady man, you're, you're, you're watching Brady Manic and you're like all of our hopes ride on this guy's shoulders. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that is the guy that used to play with Trey young in Oklahoma <laughs> is now at North Carolina. And he is the only guy who seems to be knowingly cognizant of the fact that he's playing in the Carolina Duke game. I don't get it. And Hubert Davis. I mean, I love the guy uh -oh. and he gets it. Uh -oh. He gets Carolina Duke. But how do you, when Caleb Love is literally throwing the ball yeah. to the Duke bench, throwing the ball into the crowd and just completely out of it, I mean, I know what Roy Williams would have done. I mean, we're going to bench the whole starting five and put in the walk-ons. Right. And I would have rather watched the walk-ons, a.k.a. the Biscuit Boys, than this team that played tonight. I would rather get blown out with the walk-ons playing than play the starters who literally could care less and just 
embarrassed. That the was the program. shocking part to me was how little it seemed like they cared. Because as you said, I thought, I thought, um, you know, like every time there's a rivalry game, it's more so in football. I think that people say this, but in in basketball, it gets thrown out too. That you can throw out the record book state. It doesn't matter who who's Which on Which is what always to, the case with Carolina. Throw it out yeah, because yeah, yeah. again, yeah, this game always delivers. It doesn't always. matter. And with that, um, you know, the game starts. I I think like going in, I knew Duke was better. I knew. Uh, Duke was more talented, et cetera, et cetera. But throw out the records. <laughs> but throw out the records. When the game started, it it really hit me like a ton of bricks. I was like, oh my God, Duke is better at every position. Like yes. this is before Duke even built up the lead. Like when I actually saw the players on the floor standing next to each other, I needed that grade school moment where it's like stand across from the guy you're guarding. And I was yeah. like, oh, Duke's better there. Duke's better there. Duke's better. I And then I'm looking at Baycott, Mark Williams, and I'm like, maybe Carolina? And then the game started, and I was like, Duke's better there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah. <laughs> and, uh, but the point is, is like, th- this is supposed to be a game uh, where that doesn't matter because, as you said, Carolina's like, all right, they're better than us, but we're going to find a way because this is college basketball. This is uh, this is not the NBA where you necessarily get superstar calls. We're at home. Maybe the crowd can coerce the refs to like call stuff in our favor. We'll throw in some bullshit. We'll, we'll you know, get guys in foul trouble with pump fakes and, and we'll just throw in some, we'll as you said, we'll play Duke basketball. Yeah, exactly. We'll play old school Duke basketball. Yeah. But whatever it takes, we're going we're gonna to have pride. We're going to like fight like hell. We're not going to lay down. And we're not going to lay down. And the exact opposite happened. <laughs> and like Brady Manick did all he could. Ran out of gas like pretty much... As soon as the second half started. <laughs> Brady but, had 21 points in 35 minutes. They basically play a seven-man rotation. They won't go into the bench at all. I, I mean, there's no there's no penalty to poor play, right? I mean, you can right. be this bad and stay in the game and continue to be this bad, and it's okay. And all we yeah. do when you come to the huddle is say, hey, let's get it together, let's get it run together. And that was never going to happen. And the fact that you're 20 points away from this game, and there were certain guys – talking like when they made a layup to cut it to 16 I'm like what are we doing they got blocked uh, I forget who it was he, he I heard on the the mic underneath it was like it. Joey Baker yeah like, I heard a give me that shit on the mic underneath the rim <laughs> I was like you're down 27 yeah don't say anything what are just, we doing? just just sit this one out and to have that crowd to have yeah. Roy Williams and then at halftime you know Roy Williams they they honor him with the Roy Williams highway they give him the sign you know they have this nice special presentation and then to have these Duke fans complaining that we gave Roy Williams the halftime, you know, celebration as opposed to Coach K, as if like you didn't give anything to K, right? No, other than Nothing. booze as he deserved. But then I'm ha- I was happy with that. I, silver lining, long term, short term. This was bad. This was very bad. Uh, <laughs> this is even mid middle term. This is bad. But long term, yeah. when you look back on it. Your university did not do like a, a highlight montage no. before the game for Coach well, K or anything like that, which that I was worried. No, I was like, worried. That's yeah, what that's I was true. so confused that's about. True. Everyone's like, "Well, I can't believe all these Duke fans. I can't believe that yeah. Carolina wouldn't honor Coach K." Okay, you show me Where your you honor yeah. of Roy Williams last year in Cameron Indoor, and I'll show you a liar, and then. We'll move on with our day. I don't understand where that's coming from. I don't understand who set this precedent that you're supposed to honor your rival coach. That was never going to happen. Maybe you you showed him, like I said, you show him on the big screen in one moment. They didn't even do that. But then to play so flat, you might as well have honored it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Might that was well. the honor. That was the gift. The fact that, that his grandson got to play on Roy Williams' court is so offensive to yeah. North Carolina basketball. And that's why when I'm watching this game, like – I felt like Coach K felt when he wanted to take the D off their chest. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, these guys should never wear an interlocking NC ever. None of them on that team. Maybe other than Brady Manning. The rest of them, absolutely not. 
I mean, it's just a fact. And it's so embarrassing to be in a Carolina Duke game and to give that little effort. And to then in the post game, everyone say we gave such little effort. We, we got to figure this out. How do, you, how do you, I guess, <laughs> I guess that's the, <laughs> that's what's, um, listen, I don't, it doesn't really bother me. I'm not, a, uh, I'm not a North Carolina fan, so I don't, but, but like if, if you go, if you go big picture with this and start talking about like the, 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 if I become a boomer and I, I want to complain about kids these days, Tate, I, I it like, I want to pull my hair out watching North Carolina players talk about how they didn't bring effort and they need to be like, what do you need to be motivated to play Duke? I don't understand. And well, this is, I'm saying this is a same. guy that I didn't yeah. go to North Carolina. I cannot imagine being a fan and like hearing your team say, ah, we just like, we, we just kind of didn't have, we weren't juiced we up for today. We didn't have yeah. it today. How do you not have it today? It's one thing to not make shots. I, if, if that was their post game, if they were like, we, we got the ball where we wanted, we, I thought we played hard defense. We crashed the boards, but damn it. Like every time we got an open shot, they just weren't falling, you know, like that happens. Or just That's being honest and saying, look, bad matchup. They're very they're good. They're better than us. They're better than yeah, us. Something like that. We fought like hell. We went down swinging. Yeah, what exactly. I, you know, but no, there like, were no punches thrown. They're, they're, like no one was swinging. Maybe they were swinging on the swing set because uh, they seemed very cool and, and composed and okay with the fact that they were just getting ran out of their own gym. And and I crazy. have to remind people, North Carolina was undefeated at home before this game. North Carolina, not as bad as you think. As not first as reported on Titus and Tate, not as far back as undefeated you think. Undefeated at home. home. Yeah. And you get blown out like this. How does this keep happening, though, that they every time Carolina loses, they lose by five. 30? This is strike number five. Because they quit. I mean, as simple as that. And I'm, I'm not – I don't want to point fingers, but collectively they quit. Like yeah. You know what I mean? I'm not going to say specific guy. But the they the of they, this team. The team. The, the Carolina yeah. backcourt. Yeah. They, they quit. They quit. They I mean, quit. and in this game, they got punked by A.J. Griffin, who – Look like he's awesome, by the way. A top ten pick. I love that dude. I mean, right? He's been great. This Duke team is fun. I, I, I get, I get lost in, in mocking Coach K with the retirement. We tour joke about I, uh, Coach K. Yeah, that I, uh, I, I, I have failed to acknowledge that I do enjoy watching. Like, because it is, it, it reminds me, as I've said all year, they do remind me of the 2019 Duke team that was probably better, probably more fun. Um, the Zion, RJ Barrett, Cam Reddish team, but. Uh, I don't. I don't. Know. They they just remind me of, like they they're, they're super talented. The pieces don't exactly fit perfectly. It doesn't matter because they find a way. They're I don't know. They're they're really fun to watch and they they're super talented. And John Rothstein thinks they're the most talented team in the country. And yeah, that nice. was the other worst so, part about this. So I'm, they're, they're I'm gonna, watching this game <laughs> and I'm like, this can't get any worse. And then you know you go online and of course it can get worse when it goes when you go online. And I see John Rothstein tweeting that Duke has the highest ceiling of any team in of the any country. team, maybe by far, is what he says. He, he said it's not even close. I think it's like <laughs> the verbatim what he. I mean, it was the most ridiculous thing I've ever read. And then that, that they are they are on their way to a one seed. Like what the hell? Like you just beat a Carolina team that has gotten blown out. What this is the fifth time or sixth time this season they've gotten blown out. But somehow <laughs> this blowout has led Duke from they just barely beat Clemson who took one free throw at Cameron and now they have the highest ceiling of any team in the country. I get it if they beat the 2012 North Carolina team. I would say yeah. maybe that. But happened. this is why this is why they remind me of the 2019 Duke team is because you just get so enamored with the talent and the explosive <laughs> that you want to shoot them to the moon. You just want to shoot them to the moon. You're like oh my god like. Wendell Moore, I forgot about him. They even have him and AJ Grip. Oh my God, Keels and when Mark Keels Williams. Comes off and the bench. Yeah. Yeah, 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 and you start just you just get intoxicated looking at the roster and yeah. the, the makeup of the team that you forget to like actually pay attention to the results and and like the country, the rest of the country where it's like, okay, if Duke's a one seed, who are you knocking off the one line then? 
Who's not? A, who who are they jumping to become a one seed? Uh, I guess everybody. Newsflash, by the way, Kentucky might be the best team in the country. Kentucky has positioned themselves to like they are a bona fide one seed at this point. They also blew out Carolina. Yeah, so and I know I mean, Duke beat them to start the season, but my God, like, do we really need to explain to the people that, that, that like, the opening matter. game of the season doesn't yeah, matter? Literally, I, I don't think that's the same teams that play yeah. them. So uh, it, it's it's that that's got to be the worst part. Like, okay, so let me ask you this. Um, First of all, I, I I I forgot to mention at the top for all the Carolina people, we did watch a game together and the Titus yeah, Curse. Yeah, the Titus Curse is back. It's back on. Yeah, <laughs> yeah unfortunately. But it's one so of those things where like I won't even put this on you. You know what I mean? Like this, yeah, I, this has nothing to do with you. This has to do with just like who you are. You know what I mean? Like I I cannot for how much North Carolina basketball and what Carolina means to me. I told you this. This is like. <laughs> God to to me, you know what I yeah. mean, and a lot of people that I grew up around, and how we looked at what Carolina basketball, your family, is. your religion, and Rutgers basketball, exactly. Yes, yes, Carolina <laughs> basketball, born, bred, and dead. Like that is the the path of life. So when you see and you have that outlook and you live that way and you view life that way, and it has like an effect on who you are, then when you see a game where these two teams have that, like yeah. when they're wearing that and it doesn't represent yes, what you yeah. represent, it just it's disgusting to be quite honest with you. I mean, it's grotesque and I, I, I just can't even, I can't even put it into words how frustrating it is. And I don't think it's one specific player. I don't think it's one specific problem. I think it's a larger, just a come to Jesus meeting that we have to have it's society at large. It's like, yeah, <laughs> but as no, Carolina, so and the Carolina basketball community, we all have to come together and say like, what 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 do we have to fix here? Because yeah. like this is this isn't just this year either. You know what I mean? I know a lot of people want to put it just on Huber. This is the past three years, and yes, we were a nine seed last year. I mean, we're talking about Carolina basketball. Like I don't care about making the. To tournament. your point, so I think a lot of people listening are uh, maybe they aren't. I don't know, but I'm just trying to be devil's advocate here and put myself in the shoes of our listeners that maybe they're rolling their eyes, doing a jerk off motion. They're saying, "Oh my God, Tate, you you now find yourself in a position where you're not competing for national titles." Welcome to all of us. This is this is like I have been a fan of. But Carolina is not all of us. Yeah, but where I will back you up, we're like that's a great point. If anyone out there was making that point, if you're not. There you go. You can take it. <laughs> Cheers. Um, like, cause I, I'm, I, I, I'm an Ohio State fan. Tate. We, yeah, we, yeah. we have never won an. We've been to two Final Fours since you know, and we went to 07 and 12. That's it. You know, like I would love to have the problems you have, but to your point, I think if 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 I if I understand you correctly, it's less about the winning and losing, and more about like the actual brand of Carolina basketball. The fact that there's yes. no reliable point guard. The fact that like that your your guys are not. Jacked up to play Duke at home. This is Carolina basketball. Game. Yes, they have that the jerseys part. on, but this yes. is not Carolina basketball. Yes, and where where and is do, Carolina? I basketball? do I do sympathize or empathize, whatever the correct one would be in this situation with you on that. That that has to be frustrating. Where it's like there is some sort of part in you that's like. You, you say it. I don't know how true it is, but like you would rather lose with guys you love. Than when not playing care. That's not true. I mean, like I'm, you know, hold a gun to your head. You're like, yeah, I'd rather beat Duke. I, I with do this want team to win. Than, yeah, 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 yeah. But like, but like th- that's the feeling that that bubbles up. You're like, I'd rather like have like our guys and like like that really care and like have a tough game that we lose than have those slap dicks I saw today like pull you know a miracle out of their ass and win just on some bullshit because like Duke couldn't make anything today and like you know or like Paolo gets hurt like you know like if they if, if Carolina wins given half ass effort yeah. 
you would be happy, obviously, because you beat Duke. But like, you know, it's, it's like some part of you is like, this is still weird. This is like, I don't like how they got here. This is a well. Then I saw a I lot of people after the game. You know, a lot of Carolina fans were, were saying something along the lines of, "I'd much rather get blown out than have like an Austin Rivers situation." Well, I was going to ask you that. That was what I was going to ask you because yeah. I, when I brought up the Titus curse, I'm, I I wanted to say that because the the the, the best example of the Titus curse ever was the Trey Jones missed free throw <laughs> yeah. when we were at the bar over uh, I forget where we were somewhere in L.A. and at, the, at a Carolina bar and the whole bar with Carolina and I was the one guy that was just like wow you guys are going to do it this is pretty awesome and everyone's like shut the fuck up yeah yeah I think it was, I was, like, like, no. it was like four minutes left we were up like 10 you're like yeah. you guys are going to no, do it like, like, you don't know great. how this works yeah. I wasn't even trolling I was like this is so cool <laughs> it's so cool that you guys are going to beat Duke and then uh, and then that happened so uh, uh, where, where does where, where where do you fall is, is Austin Rivers Trey Jones situation would you rather that happen or rather have a situation like today where now, it's just over two minutes into the let game? Let me let me like I'll preface it by saying I never wanted Austin Rivers or that to happen in any scenario. I don't want ever. Any. Never You're Michael Scott with yeah. the with the, with yeah. the, with the <laughs> never. Here's the here's the choice I pick. None of these happen. Yeah. I would never choose that. But I will say, at least in those games, they played and competed like yeah. a Carolina team. Right. And that to me, I could sleep tonight if you got beat by 20 points and and you played some semblance of Carolina right. basketball. And I just said to myself, well, Duke is that much more talented. Carolina is not getting those caliber players, yada 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 and I, and right. I can wipe it. But that is not the case. And Hubert was like subbing guys out and punishing guys or whatever. Yeah, yeah, not, maybe yeah. not punishing is the right word, but like kind of like, this is using not your code. game yeah, today. Yeah. We're going to teach you a lesson and we're going to yeah, pull yeah. you out and we're going to play some of these young guys and we're going to kind of deal with the loss here, but we're going to play yeah. Carolina basketball the whole time, you know? Yeah. But that that was not what happened. I mean, it was, it was so embarrassing and so deflating. And I think about what happened when NC State came to town last week. When Roy Williams and Michael Jordan are there, and you blow out NC State, mm-hmm. and like, I mean, that's why college basketball is beautiful because you can go from that to this. But like, I could care less about beating NC State. No offense to State, <laughs> I know, I know that that may hurt their feelings. But like, that game, I could care less. Like, who cares? <laughs> like, you have to beat Duke. You have to show up against Duke. You have to play yeah. against the best, and we are together. Tobacco Road, those two teams, the best of the best. And to have them embarrass you on your home floor in front of Roy Williams in Kay's last game, uh, yeah, to put in his grandson, like we can't even boo this man. He yeah. just he embarrassed us. Yes, like if anything, yes. we have to tip of the cap to Coach yes. K. And the last thing I want to do is tip my cap because as I told you in the last episode, I wanted to spit on this man. You know what I mean? <laughs> but I, you can't be doing something like that when you're getting blown out and embarrassed. It's just so bad. And honestly, there's really there's really no. There's no easy fix for Carolina basketball right now. I hope that they show some heart the next time that they play Duke and Cameron Indoor. I might not watch that game. I really, I, I really <laughs> might not. I, I cannot stomach it anymore. The embarrassment of this program. I can't. I don't mean to be laughing at because I. <laughs> no, I'm I just, mean. I mean, I, I don't mean to be mocking. It's remember, just like, remember Strike Three. Yeah, that was a long time ago. How am I still in the batter's box? I don't understand. <laughs> How am I still striking out? Tate's still me the dugout. Tate's arguing with the ump. Like, throw me out of the game. I was like, get your ass back in there. I'm kicking dirt on the plate. I mean, just throw me out of the game. I don't want to be here. 
Oh, man. Well, you said it. College, this is the joy of college basketball. You can play like ass, and then maybe they surprise you in Cameron. Or maybe, I don't know. Car- <sighs> what, what's the NCAA tournament feel for Carolina right now? Because that was the other. Billis uh, was, was hammering that. I appreciate that. He, he, was, he was drinking the, 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 that ACC ESPN Kool-Aid as much as he could and was like, yeah, you yeah. know, Carolina's definitely going to make the tournament. Don't worry about that. And then you look up their resume, <laughs> and you're like, are we sure? Yeah, I mean, I think they should make the tournament. I I don't foresee them making any sort of noise right. in the tournament. I mean, right. and if they're an but, 11 seed, I would almost, I mean, you know. I think you got to, if you're Carolina. You have to make the tournament. You want to hit the panic button and, and just say, like, this is a lost season. Who cares? We have nothing to play for, kind of. But you have to make the tournament. That That is a big deal. Like, in, like, in Hubert's first year. It's, I understand it's not a big deal to Carolina fans because your expectations is final four. He has to title, make the But tournament. you have to make the tournament. Yes. Yeah. No, he yeah. has to. <laughs> if Hubert Davis does not make the tournament this year, we're we're in we're in a very sick Hot cycle seat? for the next. No, I won't even say that because like that's unfair to Hubert Davis because I like I said it's not on him specifically. Yeah. It's a larger <laughs> issue. But after what happened, Tennessee, Kentucky, like these are prideful teams right. to get embarrassed by like when you're just a north carolinian you know yeah. like if you're someone well, that's it's made, it's born made in north carolina yeah. and the, you have the rocky top blow you out you have kentucky blow you out you have duke blow you out. like it's because those teams are are doing the thing that you want carolina to do which is like duke went in today this wasn't another game to the duke not players. what we want to do what we yeah. did and what, what you did yeah. copying like yeah. like, rick kentucky, barnes, yeah. his, like rick barnes's dream job is north carolina so he wants he, to beat the hell out of Carolina. Exactly. And then he was laughing at how easy it was. Coach K walked out of the Dean Smith Center tonight, and Mickey was right next to him. And I know you've had to be like, this was way too easy. Yeah. Like, I don't even think Coach K wanted well, that game. Well, she hadn't been to a game since, like, the 80s, right? Exactly. At, at the she's, like, she's like, what's so hard about that? Why do, yeah. <laughs> she's like, I should have come to a lot more of these. You guys are undefeated in this arena, right? And he's like, no, we actually have lost a lot. She's like, how? How was that, oh, how was that That's the only good news. Coach K still has a losing record in the Dean Dome. Yeah. Tony Bennett is a 500 coach. You said, you looked at me after the game, and you said, uh, this you, you feel better. The, the the one of the silver lines in the blowout is that now K is is more likely to actually retire. Yeah, he's not, he's not going to come back. back. He's not but back. I'm wondering what you just said right there. He's got a losing record in the Dean Dome. Maybe he looks around. He's like, I could be these. I could be these, a- these assholes like the next four years. I'm coming back four more times. Or he just comes back for the one game a year. Yeah, he's the Wolf of Wall Street. He just comes back one game a year, and it's at North Carolina, and he wins just to change his record. How about the picture of the four coaches that they took? I know. They took a picture, for the people that didn't see this, John Shire, Coach K, Roy Williams, and Hubert Davis took a picture uh, and and captioned it, past, present, and future. I don't. I, I honestly don't like it. And, I don't, that's and not this even, is before the game. That's not even shtick. Like, of... of I, I, I get lost in, in shtick, obviously. As we do. Um, as, as we, we do. Probably as we do I'm getting show. lost in it right yeah. now as I'm but, yelling um, into the clouds. I... Uh, I I don't I I don't like I don't like coaches being chummy with each other. I don't. You don't have to hate each other. I don't no. need Hubert Davis like talking shit to Kay, but I I I prefer <laughs> I think it's okay for Roy to do it. He's retired. Once you retire, yeah, then you yeah, look yeah. back with reverence. Like Roy and Kay can You know what? That's actually a great thing. Like I don't want Shire and Hubert Davis to be buddy buddy. Cut that shit out. I want Roy and Kay to be like they're both retired. If, if there's any it's sort like of like Jean coming Katie together, kind of yes. Yeah, if yeah, there's any sort nice of coming together, make it be them. But the actual coaches who are actually in the the trenches coaching this game, no. What are we doing? I it's had disgusting. more, but I I had more respect. And this is crazy to say, like I had more respect with how Coach K and Duke approached the rivalry. Yeah. Than what Carolina approached the rivalry. You know what I mean? Like 
that was what was so upsetting to me. It's like, this is Hubert's first game in this rivalry. Everyone should be fired up and, and treating it as such. This is a big moment for him, for his career. And, like, instead, like, the way that Duke approached it with that kind of reverence yeah. is how it played. I mean, it was just ridiculous. You know what I mean? And I have an appreciation because that's how they treated the game. And I have... Like, I'm, I'm dumbfounded on the other side. I mean, the fact that Armando Baycott, and I can't stress this enough, the fact that Armando Baycott was guarding Paolo Bancaro to open this game, I, I don't I don't know. I and don't then, get and it. then Leaky gets and put Leaky up. shut him down. Leaky shut him down. <laughs> what the, what? So it's not even like a case of like, you know, we're just, you Leaky, know. You, like, we have no answer. We like, have no we answer. Know, the have answer, an answer, like, and, and we, we were screaming it when the game started. Like, why is Leaky Black not guarding Paolo, and then, the, then as soon as he gets put on, the guy on Twitter is tweeting like, yeah. "Why, why isn't Leaky Black guarding Paolo Bancaro?" Oh my God. So yeah, well, it was, it was a tough night. But Coach K, hopefully, he's not going to come back. So that's one go. silver lining. That's a silver lining. Thank do you want to move on? Is that it? Do you have any other thoughts? I mean, you want to share? Honestly, it was a tough. tough Shout out Brady Manic. Yeah, Brady Manic, my Larry Bird. I love that guy. I wish he had more years as a Carolina player. He earned his spot tonight. You know how it is in these rivalries too, like. There are certain guys that you love forever because of how they play in the Carolina Duke game. Sure. And this is something that I hope I can erase from my memory for some so of these guys. Because I like a lot of the guys on the team, like specific players. I hope I can erase this from my brain. But at some level, I, I this stench might be attached to a lot of these guys. <laughs> I mean, it, it was so embarrassing. Brady has so to wear this. I, Brady, Brady doesn't. Manic looked at me like he. Uh, if Manic didn't play this game, Carolina loses by forty. Oh uh, no! I mean, think about that. He uh, he looked at me like he knew the game was over four minutes in, and then he was like, "My only goal for the rest of this game is to get on the montage that they show <laughs> the, the pregame montage yeah. when it's like Carolina for the next and, game. Yeah, the next game, and then have a have a shot of Brady Manic hitting a three. That was that was his goal. And I think what? he might he <laughs> may be pulling it off. No, he didn't. He's not going to be on. He this had a side. couple of misses that were. He's not going to. Not so great. Game. What do you think the line's going to be for the Cameron game? I think 17. I th well, I think we're going to work ourselves back. Into, it, 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 a lot depends on what happens between now and then and how like I, Carolina, how if, much the wheels fall Vegas, off. Vegas, so, there's yeah. no way. I'm, I'm, if you're yeah. setting the line right now, <laughs> it, like I would 20. do like 14. Yeah. <laughs> 20 and a half. 27 and a half. How much did they win by tonight? 20? 20. They were, up by, they were up by 28 <laughs> at one point. Maybe they even got it by 30. I mean, it was well, so, I mean, so you bad. know, you know that there's literally no, I don't know what, the, I don't know how money line odds work. Like what, what is it? Minus whatever, but like minus, yeah. I would do minus 75 billion that, for Duke to win. Like there, there is a zero point. There's a negative percent chance. If Carolina, that Carolina's winning. If Carolina in, beats Duke in the Duke Dome, I'll shave my head. <laughs> That's a fact. If Coach Gay's last game in Cameron Indoor Stadium, this shitty ass Carolina team beats him, I I will I will I would I would, I might join you in that. No, I won't. I I, 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 I don't want to shave my head. But that's that, that's there's not no a way real it's that's happen. not a real yeah. thing that, that I would no do. But I will say that's how ridiculous it would be if that were to happen. But what a what a ridiculous day in college basketball. I had so much. Let's optimism. talk about something else. Let's yeah, talk we, about, about let's Auburn. Talk, let's talk, I think that's too. the other big story. Or the I mean that's probably the big story if it's not Duke Carolina. Um. Is Auburn uh, at Georgia almost loses? That's kind of like the the Tom Crean mantra. They did beat Alabama though. Georgia beat Alabama. They yes, beat Memphis. Which Bruce Pearl after the game reminded everyone that Georgia's yeah. a good team. They beat Alabama. They almost beat Auburn, but they did not uh, this, throw this game away. Auburn won this game. This game is exactly the reason why Auburn needs to lose. Uh, they <laughs> oh, they God, we, we're gonna we, get aggregated. I know, again, dude. No. We've been we've been hammering this. I'm gonna continue to hammer it. 
Um, and when I say they need to lose, I obviously don't mean you throw the game. I was like, yeah. of course, when you're putting these we're situations, maybe like a lesson will be learned. We're not and talking or you don't get in that position. Again. We're not talking to the players. We're talking to the college basketball gods that you have <laughs> to now deliver Auburn a loss. You, you do not like if you're on Auburn's team, you don't look up when you're down four and be like, let's not fight. Let, let's like let, let's actually lose this one. This will be good for us. No, of course, you try to win the games. But the problem, Tate, with winning a game like this today, a game where Jabari Smith just goes MIA because like they 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 stop drawing up plays for him. I don't know if they even really started. Uh, and, and it just becomes Wendell Green and Katie Johnson. The, the, them <laughs> Your trying turn, to, my turn. These yeah. two dudes who like I have I have I have talked glowingly about because I, I I've made the point before that like ultimately the NCAA tournament does come down to your guard play and, and Auburn's bread and butter is Kessler and Jabari Smith. And these guards have stepped up at times at Auburn or at Alabama, I'm sorry, uh, was was the big Wendell Green game. Katie yeah. Johnson kind of won the game for him at Missouri. Um, so the, these are these are good things that these guys are, are stepping up and you know that they're reliable, et cetera, et cetera. What's happening now, from my perspective, is that they're drinking their own hype a little too much. And these dudes are like trying to single-handedly take over games. And the reason a loss is helpful if you're Auburn is that it would be nice if like you lose to a Georgia team. This, is a, this would be a shocking loss. The number one team in the country losing to this garbage Georgia team. <laughs> Bruce Pearl can then go back to the locker room. They can do like a big reset and say, hey, you know how like Jabari Smith was not shooting that much? Let's fix that moving yeah. forward. Let's like we not do that. We can't have a game where he Instead, doesn't touch the ball. Yeah. what I feel like is happening, and it's confirmed by Bruce Pearl in these postgame interviews, is Auburn's like, we're like, we're like God's, this is God's plan. Yeah. Like we're, we're untouchable. Like, I don't know how this is happening. <laughs> we're going like, to win every We're going to win every single game. <laughs> like we can just keep, we can, I can take the dumbest, like window greens. Like I'll, I can just take the dumbest shots I want. Cause it always works out. It, it always does. Like I, on the last second play, I'm going to drive to the basket and bulldoze a guy and they're not going to call a charge because why would they? Cause we're the luckiest team and God loves us and I'm going to lay it in. We're going to win. And like, that's, you start like talking yourself into, you, into being a team of destiny, Tate. And that's, that's the problem I feel with Auburn is that there there's way too much vibe of team of destiny. When you actually look around the country, I, I, I would love there are to, a lot of teams. Of destiny. I would love to meet the man who truly in his heart of hearts, gun to his head, believes right now at this second, Auburn is the best team in the country because all these AP voters that are voting the number one, I don't think they actually believe it. I think like they have the best resume. They've quote unquote earned it. All that's true. But if you're watching Auburn right now and you're watching Kentucky right now and you're watching Gonzaga and Arizona and yeah, all Illinois. And, and all these other teams, Illinois, and you're saying to yourself, I think Auburn right now is playing better basketball than anyone in the country, you're either out of your mind or, or you're Auburn full of fan. shit. Or yeah, you're an Auburn fan. Yeah, which yeah. is fine. And I think that's where we're coming from, which is that, you know, we we see this the the ceiling of this Auburn team can be so much the potential can be reached in such a different capacity if they kind of shore up some things. Right. But like you said, I mean, Bruce Pearl after this game was adamant that they deserve to win this game and basically don't don't imply anything else uh, to the contrary because they had played so great even though they didn't at all. And Jabari Smith has to get these two for seven. I mean, he has to get Jabari Smith touches. was two for seven. Wendell Green was five for 17. Katie Johnson was and the, eight and for 22. Green starts in this yeah. game and you, and he started out, I mean, like, like a bat out of hell. I mean, he's great early in this game. They look like showtime. He like throws a lob off the backboard. You're like, man, Auburn, they really came to play today, but without their starting point guard and Wendell Green had to play this extended minutes. They yeah, were, they yeah. were not a solid yes. team and they were obviously susceptible. And if Georgia had made free throws down the stretch, 
we're having a different conversation, yes. which is Auburn gets upset yes. by Georgia. Yes. And what so this is this has been the cautionary tale we've been trying to hammer. Is that like please don't it's us. it's not about it's not about <laughs> Auburn proving that they can gut out tough wins when they don't have their A game. It's about Auburn realizing you're not actually playing that well right now, and you and if you do this shit in the NCAA tournament, you're it's done. Not gonna fly. It's over. Yeah. You're losing. You in lose the second. and you go maybe, home. Maybe you get the second weekend because yeah. of talent, but you're yes. losing this week. And you have to see the bigger picture, which is like if you're trying to like continue to stack up wins, which you obviously are. This is great. Like you, you should be happy if you're trying to win in, in the national championship, and you're actually like looking around at the landscape around you, and you see how much better Gonzaga is getting every time they get out on the court, and and Kentucky is. I know Auburn just beat Kentucky, but like, come on, you, you, even Auburn fans acknowledge that like the the injured the guards go down for Kentucky, uh, it becomes a different game. It, it was the, that game was at Auburn, Tate. Yeah. So like, there's a whole lot of stuff like that. Like where where that game counts. I'm not saying it doesn't count, but like just because you beat Kentucky in that one game doesn't mean that like you're oh we don't have to worry about Kentucky anymore we're definitely better than Kentucky <laughs> I'm not sure that's true there's so I guess like it, I don't know what your what your goal is if you're Auburn basketball right now because in a lot of ways the vibe out of Auburn is that we did it it's over we won and I feel like the, the, it's just getting started <laughs> like if you're trying to win the national championship you have a lot of work to do and a lot of things to fix, and I don't know if you're gonna try to fix them if you continue to win games. And that's what losing will do. You get you get your ass yeah. beat by 15. You're like, all right, well this didn't work. Now we gotta. Now I can like, you know, if I'm Bruce Pearl, I can yell at guys and say, don't do that anymore. Let's do that, you know. But now I don't. I don't know if they're changing anything or if they're just shrugging their shoulders. To, to give an analogy, it feels like they have a check engine light on and they keep doing like little errands around the neighborhood and they're like, it's okay. I don't have to check. I'm just going around the yeah, block. I'm just, yeah, I'm just going around the block. Just it's not yeah. far, and I'll, I'll eventually do it. And once I yeah. hit thirty-five thousand miles, then I'll go get this checked out. But then now there's a big road trip coming up, and you got to yeah. drive 12, 12 plus and hours. Then, and yeah. You still got that check engine light on. And then you look yeah. back and you're like, <laughs> "This check engine light has been on for two months. Yeah. I'm sure it's going to be fine. It'll be fine." It now I'm driving. <laughs> <laughs> and it's a problem. Great analogy, Tate. It's <laughs> that, a great analogy. That's where, that's where we are with this team. Uh, what other games are we looking forward to? Illinois, Indiana was, was one of the first one. Illinois put on a clinic in the second half, man. That team, I had my, my, my dad, first of all, here's the update, because I have people, every time Indiana wins or loses, I feel like people hit me up. Here's my dad. Indiana's another team at home that's been great. Yeah. Other than two, two my, games, Michigan My dad said IU is now way with three A's. Capital W, capital A, capital A, capital A, capital Y. IU is now way back from being back. <laughs> wow. So that's the IU report. But uh, the, the, <laughs> so not back. Not back. Way back. They're way back from even kind of being back. Um, <laughs> but my dad and my brother, like the, the the Indiana people in my life, were like, "What the hell happened to the Hoosiers?" They felt, and I was like, "Listen, Illinois is very very good. They they put on a like Indiana is the exact opposite of a second half team, and they have their own issues that they got to figure out. But Illinois is that second half was diabolical. I, I, yeah. They 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 could have beat, I don't know who 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 do we who do we insert the ninety six bulls is that the is that the, <laughs> um, no the seventy two dolphins they could have beat the seventy two dolphins with how they played this <laughs> the eighty five bears weren't stopping them um, no the, it was it was clinical and it was it was it was like perfect timing because we spent a lot of time last show when they beat Wisconsin talking about how much we love this Illinois team and how um, they can beat you in so many different ways and this is a great example that second half was like exactly why I'm like watching that second half just nodding along like yes this yes. is it this it. is why they this is why even though they're ranked like 18th in the country or whatever it is like you're a fool if you don't think Illinois is one of the the teams that could win a national championship and Curbelo is just 
getting his, his footing back. And also, in this game, Kofi Coburn, I don't know who got in his head beforehand, but someone told him, if you dominate that guy on the other team, number 23, you got a really good shot at being Big Ten Player of the Year. And he dominated yeah. Trace Jackson yeah. Davis. And, I mean, we're fans of Trace Jackson Davis on the show, of course. But Kofi Coburn, I mean, he, he he put him in a clinic. I mean, it was swatting shots. It was getting easy buckets. It was getting and ones. I mean, they had no answer. And Trace Jackson Davis got two quick fouls in this game. And then I just shout out Trent Frazier because he was great as well. And, honestly, Illinois-Indiana is like a low-key great rivalry it's a great in rivalry. basketball. I mean, there's a lot of history. Yeah. To that rivalry too, so um, I mean it spoke volumes. They to both me. they both played at Assembly Hall. That was always a fun little. And yeah. they're both. I remember this when I was growing up. I remember that their basketball arenas are both Assembly Hall. Illinois changed it to State Farm Center now, but uh, their football stadiums are both Memorial Stadium too. And then they're both like they're a lot of they, the they have eye. a they both had like the block eye, too, yeah. You know, as yeah. far as like because Illinois has some deep rooted basketball history, of course, and then obviously Indiana, yeah. Indiana. So like they have a little bit of that like we yeah. are Midwest yeah. basketball, you know what I mean? And it's so. exact like the people that go to Illinois, like the the the, the, the picture, just like a, a quintessential Illinois fan and the quintessential IU fan. They're the exact same person. Yes. They, vote, they have the exact same politics. They believe the exact <laughs> same, you know, like they're the exact same person, and yet they both think that they're you know, yeah, they're like. like they're like, no, I can't those, stand those, those guys. Those, red, there. those rednecks over <laughs> yeah, there. Exactly. They're both <laughs> calling the other party rednecks. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then but, Eric Gordon spiced it up, by oh, the way, committed right. to Illinois. That's, and then, right. and then that's the one you, that really so. was the uh, like this yeah. rivalry in the 21st right. century. Yeah, but He's got to get traded, by the way, Eric Gordon. He's yeah. got to. He's got to get out of Houston. Yeah. He's got to go to a contender. I feel like he's going to go to the Bucks. Well, that was a quick tangent. He's, he's going to the Lakers. <laughs> <laughs> get this man uh what what other games were we looking forward to uh baylor kansas was the other one baylor kansas was a big one that poof, same I sort mean, of deal as carolina duke it was like you, you're you're excited for it it's uh it's being billed as a rivalry i guess technically now like I mean, it's a lot of top 10 games yeah these yeah teams, so. so i guess it's technically becoming a rivalry but boy was this not even kind of close and you talk about like one team wanted it and the other team didn't that was that was disgusting how little Baylor cared to be there. I think uh, they showed the fraud power rankings on the game. Ellen Fieldhouse, <laughs> number one. Like, we will not stand for this. Because <laughs> they did show up. I mean, it was like, wow, these guys have really clicked back in. But that's what I said. I was like, if, 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 if Kansas loses at home to Baylor... Given we what we've problem. seen from Allen Fieldhouse so far this year, that we have a real serious problem. Like this is this is the most must-win game. You said it's not even must-win for Kansas. It's must-win for the sport, for society, for, for sports, for for all of us, <laughs> for the world, for planet Earth. If you are a fan of sports, they had to win this game. If Baylor beats Kansas <laughs> by like 15 today in Allen Fieldhouse on the heels of Kentucky beating Kansas by a yes. thousand in Allen Fieldhouse, it just like creates like a black hole that we all get sucked into, and I don't know what happens after that. But yeah, all I know is we're not in Kansas anymore. <laughs> there you go. Uh, so there's really nothing else to be said about that, but Kansas needed this one. It was good to see them come out and like play like they needed and it. Scott and, Drew kind of handled it well. I mean, he was yeah. like, "Look, we got our ass beat. You know, is what yeah. it is. We'll move on from this." And I think Baylor's just got to get their team healthy. And hopefully they can get back to mm -hmm. like the form that they were about a month ago when they were the number one team in the country. So Baylor winning the national title last year helps me believe in them in the sense that like they, you know, we, we've talked about that a bunch. That, that we used to live in a world where no one trusted Scott Drew. Yeah. But now tournament. that I've seen him win a national championship, I'm like, ah, uh, you know, maybe Scott Drew knows what he's doing. <laughs> um, but I think it hurts them in the sense that this team, I I, I don't think they're coasting necessarily, but uh, there's maybe a belief amongst them that like we've done it before 
we can do it again. Yeah, it's yeah. Like, well, this is or it. like we're waiting for March. Yeah, know? we're waiting for March. We, we don't need to do, we, you know, like we don't need to get excited about every single one of these games. We're trying to figure out who our team's going to be in March because we've had injuries and guys coming in and out. And uh, to that I say, I'm not sure this group won the national championship. I think it was more of those guys that have left. Yeah, those three guards. I don't know. But they're still very good. <laughs> and uh, I'm not counting them out yet. I, I'm I not think, either. But this was good for Kansas. Yeah. I, I'm happy for Kansas. I still believe in Kansas. I think they can make a run in the tournament. So this was a nice, you know, we all needed to see that. Yeah. Uh, uh, what other game? Uh, Arizona, big one over USC. That was a pretty close game throughout. Um, and then Arizona pulls away late. Yeah, USC um, came out and played really well, though. Yeah. That was nice to yeah, see. Yeah, Tabellis at 18 and 11. Um, Kirk Creaso, as I saw. What was the there. stat that we saw from USC? They have the third most conference wins over no, the past. No, third. Uh, was it just third most? Was it conference wins or was it just straight up wins? It was, I think I, it was I, con- like in is, conference wins. Oh, okay. So, like, it's it, so <laughs> they were third most. Of all major conferences and conference wins the past three, it was a very Big Ten stat of yeah, the day. It was. But it also but it was still you like in. shocking. It was yeah, like, what? So like, wow, USC isn't great in conference. So shout out to them. Shout out to USC Andy is uh, is on the list. That's uh, that's pretty crazy. Uh, Arizona though is is back. Arizona's back. But but both these games are at home. Like I need to see. Do they? Does Arizona? Are they going to make up the USC? Game Arizona will at, be top five. Are they going to make up the USC game? At USC, the Arizona USC game. I never actually checked it out. Let me hang on. Let me pull this up. Uh, Arizona. No, it's not on the schedule right now. Damn. Mm. Damn. I would love to see that. They are playing. They're not playing. Oh, no. I don't love this. They're not playing Oregon at Oregon either. That's not on the schedule. I don't think I like that. I need them to get tested one more time on the road. Well, Arizona State is next. That's on Monday. Washington State. That's a good one. Sneaky good one. Yeah. Moneyball. Uh, Washington State at at Washington State on the tenth. All right, that's fine. I'll I'll take that. I I need and then they got a mountain trip, Utah and Colorado. All right, that's fine. All They'll right. be fine. But Moving they're on. back. They're a top five team. They're a national championship caliber team. They are. And I think that's what we're figuring out right now. As as we're getting into, we're getting close to the stretch run of the season. We're starting to identify teams that really have a chance to make that run to a national title. If you talk to John Rostein, Duke's number one on that list by a mile. But I think Arizona. <laughs> It's no, obviously on that list. You know who's on that list? That the last the last kind of game I had circle coming into today as as going to be an awesome one. Apologies to Michigan Purdue, which ended up being a pretty decent game, but uh, I didn't necessarily with with, with the slate we had today. Yeah, that, I, I didn't I didn't carve out time for that one. I, I saw some highlights. I wasn't uh I wasn't keen on, on watching <laughs> that one. Uh, Kentucky at Bama was was. Um, a game that, that Bama was actually favored in. Kentucky's ranked fifth in the country. Bama's unranked. Um, if you're new to the party and you're asking, how could that be? How could Bama be favored? It's because Alabama has, when they make shots, they're good, Tate. When they don't, they're not. And tonight they did not make shots. Um, but Kentucky did. And, and I want to talk about, more about Kentucky because Alabama is like a broken record at this point, the conversations we have about them, which is just like, I don't know. They, they lose to bad teams. They beat good teams. And who the <laughs> hell knows what that team is yeah. any, anymore? Um, Kentucky is on an absolute tear right now and has completely put it together. A national the championship caliber and team. It's very frustrating because I want to go back to last year when we were just making John Calipari jokes. And that was so much more fun. Than, well, the real like, news of today was during the Alabama game, they said literally on the broadcast that last year was a blip. They did. Yeah, literally. Jimmy Dykes said <laughs> it's a blip. As Coach K always asks, is it a blip or is it a bomb? It turns out last year was just a blip. So they lost uh, to Notre Dame and on December 11th. They lost to Duke to open the season. And since then, on December 11th, their only two losses <laughs> Kentucky has is at LSU and at Auburn. And those were the two games that – Basically, like Ty Ty Washington turned his ankle in both of those. Yeah. It was like bizarrely the exact same beats of each game where like 
Ty Ty goes out, then Severe Wheeler Kentucky gets blown up on the screen. Early, yeah, and then yeah, he goes out. And Wheeler gets blown up on a screen that yeah. Oscar doesn't call out, and then now they're they have no guards and they're just screwed. Um, so like again, I'm not saying that those results don't count. What I am saying is if you're looking big picture and saying like, is this team good? The answer is very much yes. They they are on an app. They they destroyed North Carolina. They they've blew out Tennessee at home. Yeah. Um. They we saw what they did at Kansas last week. Uh. You know Vanderbilt. The game they had in between Kansas but and Vanderbilt Bama. Vanderbilt is kind of scrappy. They're, Vanderbilt's they're, better than you think. They're Northwestern. Yeah. Of the SEC. Yeah. Um. I know they took that. That Mississippi State took them to home at OT, but like. Or, or took them to OT at home. I'm sorry. Um, yeah, so I'm not. I'm not trying to crown Kentucky. I'm not saying they're definitely the best team in the country, but uh, they they are certainly you know like coming out of Lexington every year. The 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 thought from Big Blue Nation is like just let Cal get, just give it time. These young guys, these kids have yeah. to become Cal's guys. Uh-huh. We we know this. Kids we know the guys. rhetoric. Yes. Last year never happened. Never, never even just came kids. close. Yeah. Um, there have been other. It, it's it's always hard for guys like us that don't drink the big blue Kool Aid because you're like we. It's the same song and dance every damn year. And sometimes it's true that like they do get better and they peak <laughs> in March. Sometimes it's like you know the New Orleans Noel 2013 team. Yeah, and you're like yeah. this team sucks. Get them out of my face. <laughs> and then sometimes there's in between 2016, for example, like Jamal Murray, Tyler Ulis, good team. Nothing that great. This team, I will admit, is national title good, is final four good, is however, whatever caliber you want to call it, they're that good and they are they are coming together and they have all the pieces. Tier one. And they're that's, tier one. That's where we're at with Kentucky right no, now. No, I mean, and congratulations to Kentucky. Congratulations to Coach Cow. I mean, we we love Coach Cow. We do Cow's guys, obviously, as a segment on our show. But it is good to see Oscar Shibway, who is such a good guy, but also like got paid to be there like a bad guy, have such a great season. You know what I mean? And it's good for Kentucky. Yeah. And they figured out how to work the transfer portal, which I hope Carolina will figure out very soon. Um, I'm, I'm pulling it up right now, by the way. Sorry to get distracted, but I see that UCLA is up two with like two minutes left. So I'm going oh, to pull it up on my phone. And maybe we just like do the rest of the show as we're – I don't know. We can just talk about whatever. Oh, Jim's got it on over there. There you go. So two-point game, Arizona State. This is Bobby Bags. Robert Sachs. Robert Sachs. He's Robert Sachs when he's when he's winning. Oh, you, you got Donda up there too. Donda's up sixty-four to forty-five with nineteen seconds. Robert Dillingham, my boy at the line. Um. So there's that. What what else? What else happened today that uh, uh, Pete Davidson about? Uh, went to the Syracuse game? I don't know if you saw the Syracuse. How did that, that? That was just like a random thing that he just decided to go. There's no it was like his first they weren't honoring him or anything. No, no, like no. That. He, he said uh, they went and talked to him. He said it was his first college basketball game. He went there with his friends. He was very excited to be there, and uh, he begged that they didn't boo him. Uh, they showed him on the jumbotron after Doug Marone. Doug Marone gets a big ovation. <laughs> they go to Pete Davidson. He's got sunglasses on too, which is tough. And indoors, uh, he gets booed out the gym, and then uh, I think he asked for an apology. Like he, he basically tried to make um, some sort of like, uh, you know, hey, let's let this thing let bygones be bygones. And the Syracuse fans booed him again, and uh, he apparently called Syracuse trash on Howard Stern's show. So uh, oh, that's really? where it came from. A bunch of Syracuse fans. They don't forget. Ass. No, and they they all heard it because. Every Syracuse fan listens to Howard Stern. Yeah, so they of course. All, they all, yeah, they all they all know. Pete Davidson say this, and they will never forgive him. And uh, Syracuse I think it was is a, definitely it was a big W for Kanye. Honestly. Syracuse is definitely one of those places, uh, similar to Buffalo, similar to Cleveland, similar to Detroit, similar to Poughkeepsie. Poughkeepsie. Shout out to Kyle. <laughs> um, one of those places that 
the people from there will tell you how much it sucks and how it's a shithole but and it's trash. But the second you say it, Oof. it'll break your neck. I and, mean, Detroit is yeah. the number one example. Yeah. Of that. Like Detroit yeah. people, if you start talking to them, they'll start saying all this bad stuff about Detroit, making jokes, and you're like, you just want to jump in on it. Yeah. I remember I was reading one, uh, one off season. I was reading a bunch of Syracuse books. Cause, uh, I don't know why tie ball getting, game for Robert. I was just, yeah. uh, yeah. Two minutes left. I was reading a bunch of Syracuse books because I just want to understand like Syracuse basketball culture more. Cause it just felt like, it, they, like they just feel different from other people, like good, bad, or otherwise. I don't know. It was like Syracuse. It, yeah, there's like is. something different going yeah, on up yeah. there. And every single one of these books I was reading, uh, like Jim Beheim's autobiography, and then I'd read like books, but like Syracuse fans like wrote like fan published type yeah, books, yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Every single one of them would just go on and on at different points about how shitty it is there. The weather sucks. Like Jim Beheim's autobiography is just like it's so hard to recruit here. Like I'm from here, and I hate this place. Like not, you didn't say he hates it, but you know, you know what I mean. Like he's just kind of like he's like talking that way. It, t- it takes like a certain person. Yeah, he's like it's a certain per. We're not we're not like those pansies out west that get the sunshine. We we're you know, and he's just shitting on it left and right. But then you also do know that there's the, the second that I'm like. Oh, I no, I get it. I read Jim Beheim's book. This place is a shithole, right? Then they're like, "What'd you say?" <laughs> you, know? yeah, so maybe, you, don't, you don't get it. So what I'm saying is, maybe Pete Davidson read Jim Jim Beheim's autobiography. And it, it just seems like a weird because he is a bleeding New York orange. Guy, I think it was. Yeah. And it seems like I mean, if we ask Jim or Kyle, who are both New York guys, about a New York place, they they tend to have a, a pride for it. You know what I mean? Like they wouldn't say horrible Jim, you got things a, about it. Right? You got a Jim? mic? What's uh? What are your thoughts on Syracuse? It's cold as hell. We used to go up there to visit. I went to a couple games there, but it's just... It's Football cold. or basketball? I mean, both. Nice. So Miami play. Did you see Greg Paulus play quarterback? <laughs> no. Ugh. But I did get to see, like... Uh, who's the greatest Portis. Who's the greatest Portis Syracuse Portis. athlete you've ever seen? Jerry McNamara. <laughs> yeah, he's a pure athlete. The greatest. <laughs> That's what people see in their heads. Well. Oh, we forgot to talk about Connecticut, uh, UConn. Speaking of old Big East schools. Villanova. UConn, Villanova. Villanova got the big win. Blowout, no Justin Moore. Also, Colin Gillespie got hurt at the end of the game. Yeah. Um. So potentially Villanova is both their best both, both players their best out, players so out. Hopefully, so I hopefully I, nothing serious there. For I didn't believe in Villanova already. Now I'm really worried about Villanova. Uh, UCLA's up to a minute twenty two to play. Arizona State has the ball. We're just making sure nothing crazy happens here because uh, Donda up twenty one. If this goes overtime, it might have to stop recording and just like tack it on at the end or something i don't know we'll watch the end of it but uh is there anything let me look through the other other scores uh xavier lost to depaul at home how did that happen race is 69 oh my god oh michigan state we didn't talk about that michigan state lost by 21 at rutgers rutgers i mean has two two very memorable wins this season they're not going to make the tournament but they at least have something to hang their hat on but dude they might win the big 10 tournament they I, are I, I, <laughs> I feel uh, Georgetown. I feel good about uh, we. I was going through the Big Ten teams, and I said I, you know, I, I didn't get a lot of pushback because I think deep down Michigan State and Wisconsin fans know it that that they're oh, we, those two we teams about are the like of the Big Ten. Like they're yeah. good. They're both good enough to sneak in there and maybe we'll get a share of a Big Ten title. And and you know, however however I framed it, but uh, neither one of those teams scream national champion caliber to me. No. And then today they both kind of went out and proved me right. <laughs> Wisconsin needed Tyler Wall um, shot to to beat Penn State, and then uh, sorry, we're we're locked in here. It's sixty to sixty. UCLA, Arizona State. One minute. Should we call go. this game how we would call it? You, 
<laughs> if we were on the call. <laughs> Put us on the call. Oh my gosh. There we Juzang go. With a little Johnny. with a little post move, baby hook to get the two point lead. Oh man. UCLA needs this one, man. Yeah, you can't lose you this You can't game. lose this one. Especially coming off, you know, what happened at Arizona. I mean, this has been a bad Arizona trip for UCLA. This is a bad Arizona trip, yeah. Uh, which is not what you like to see. But I still have a lot of faith in UCLA as far as when we're talking about teams that can actually go and win a national championship. If I close my eyes and I see the 2022 national champions, UCLA is still Dude, give me mind. Give me your uh, power rankings of teams that have the most pressure to win the national championship. We, we asked Andy Katz that last Friday when he was on, and he was like, it, <laughs> he, he initially was like, there are no teams. There's no such thing as. <laughs> yeah, as yeah, it doesn't exist. You know. I was like, how, how did I frame it? I was like, who, who has to win a national championship or this season will be a failure? And he's like, what the hell are you talking about? Yeah, dude? he's like, that's never happened. Uh, Title or bust mentality. There you go, Jim. Uh, okay, so Arizona State hit free throws. They just tied it up. Uh, let's see here. I think Mick's gonna call timeout. He's gonna call timeout. So there you go. Give me, give me. Who's on? Who's on your list as you're spitballing it here of your top five? My, my number one must win. Must win title. title. Must win title. Gonzaga's number one. I, I agree with that. Must I win title. If Drew Timmy does not win a championship at Gonzaga. Colossal failure. If, if Gonzaga wins every game the rest of the season by 85 points. Who cares? Gets the national championship game, goes to quintuple overtime, and loses on a full-court hook shot. Doesn't matter. Failure. Yeah. No, I mean, it, it, truly. Unfortunately, that, that just kind of works. Yes. Which yes. is also, it's 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 like a backhanded compliment. Yeah, it's it like, is. Like, yeah, it's an unfair expectation, but it's also, it's fair because it's an expectation you've, you've built through by years your play. of play. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and what yeah. Your, where your program is. I think number two on that list... When I hate to say it, because I know they want to hear it, Purdue. I think, I, and maybe maybe it's not a national title for Purdue. I think it should be. Maybe it's Final Four. I, that's Purdue. what I, I think. It's a different conversation. Is maybe Purdue trying is, to make a Final Four or win a national but they, title? They should be wanting to win the national title. Yeah. So for me, it's Purdue. The number three is UCLA. Yes. All these guys come back. Yes. Johnny comes back. I mean, you are UCLA. You have your John Wooden eleven titles. You're supposed to be the conference of champions. You're supposed to be the face of the conference of UCLA champions. UCLA is the most, when we talk about teams with unfinished business, UCLA is the most cohesive of all the national title contenders, the most uh, from year to year, like yeah. of, of the carryover from last year. Gonzaga has a lot of the guys back that lost in the national title game. Um, but UCLA, it's basically the entire it's, team. It is, it the, is the core team. of that team. The team you remember last year losing yes. to Jalen Suggs' last second shot is now back. And I and, think those are my yeah. three teams. I think yeah. those, those are my three. And then I think maybe my two outlier teams are Kentucky and then my okay. number my number five team is Illinois. You're not putting Duke on there? No. I'm putting Duke on. I got Duke at number two, I think. I, I think that Duke I don't I don't even think Duke cares about national championships at this point. I mean obviously they do, but I think like the the brand of Duke is so strong right now that if Coach K goes to a final four or whatever He'd be the, okay. the machine rolls on. The machine rolls yeah. on. I think the machine is so it is operating at such a high level that he's okay with it. All right, here we shot. go. Uh, f five six second difference between shot and game clock. There's this is Johnny fifteen on the shot clock. Tiger Campbell's just dribbling around. Tie game. UCLA Arizona State. Cody Riley fakes a ball screen and Johnny Johnny Iso ball <laughs> fifteen foot pull up. Nope. That was not a good no, take. No, it was not a 15-foot pull-up. It was a wild nah, shot at the yeah, rim. Big brick. Arizona uh, State with the ball. Deep three. We're both. going to overtime. Oh. 
All right, we're back. UCLA just lost in triple overtime. Good, oh, man. Good thing we uh, watched that whole thing. Pac-12 um, update. That took yeah. forever. That took we, forever. We, we Almost thought, up to quadruple overtime-ish. Yeah, like, Peyton Watson had a prayer at the You guys uh, the might pleasure. have to spend the night at this point after yeah. that. I mean, that took yeah. forever. My it goodness. Is, it is unbelievable. Uh, you, so, we just got done talking about how we believe in UCLA as a national title contender, I believe. Um, I think that was the last thing I said before uh, this Where happened. are we at now? So, here's the spin zone. Uh, UCLA plays poorly. I looked this up every single time they go to to I, I always say the name of the city wrong is it tempe tempe i don't know why i say tempe someone called me out on that some guy with bloom well there is something tempe. that is tempe but it has an h on the end of it yeah i don't know um every time they go to tempe they they play like garbage and i think it's they party too hard or something or it's like they're always playing the arizona game first or second so they're always like focused on the Arizona. They're game. always worried about the Arizona game. This is always secondary to their focus. This is yeah. a trap game. Yeah. So this is actually not a concern at all. That that UCLA a team that we said is, uh, if they don't win the national title, it's a failure. Um, just lost to a team that's won six games all year. This that's is an not as expected game. Like if you know the Pac-12 like we do, you expect this kind of loss. Dude. So that's oh my all god. It is. For real though, Bobby Hurley's got Mick Cronin's number. Yeah, like they, they really lose every time they play Arizona State. It well, feels they're, like they're it's crazy because they Bobby, lose at home too. I've seen them lose yeah. a Pauley Pavilion to. I don't. Yeah. What does he know about Mick Cronin? You know. I don't know. Maybe it's because like they, they live at the same level. But but Bobby's got hair, so he's slightly taller. <laughs> yeah, <Mick's jealous. laughs> it's, it's like Mick is like if I had that hair, I'd be taller. Damn. A uh, little too much ISO ball from UCLA too. I think that's a. But what we were talking about with Auburn earlier, you got to learn lessons by losing. The lesson to UCLA is like. Johnny Juzang, when you have missed seven shots in a row in crunch time moment in a game, maybe don't shoot the eighth. Maybe let hot kids shoot I, the eighth. I like it in one sense because it does give me a little bit of Kobe with Johnny, which we've talked about yeah, before, where it's yeah. like he has no conscience and he will continue to shoot because he assumes that it's eventually going to go in like it has to. So I do like that. But, I mean, UCLA had no business losing this game. No. But then if you watch these overtimes, they had no business winning this game. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, so it's yeah, a very yeah. – it's kind of a conundrum uh, of sorts when you watch this team. But I don't think They're, it means too much in the in the grand scheme of things. And right. I apologize well, to the well, Sun Devil well, fans who <laughs> probably take that the wrong way. Zach Schwartz is outside banging on the <laughs> doors. Let me in. Let me in. Let me on the show. Oh, my God. Oh, man. Uh, but, you know, it's a fun fun way to end it. And otherwise – we got a good game, right? Yeah, we, yeah. We I was gonna say. At the start of the show, we said there was a, not a great day for college basketball. We need something exciting. And then, of course, the Pac-12 delivers. Pac-12. And Donda with the big win tonight as well. We, yeah, where we, they we win by 30? Donda, Donda had the... I think 28. <laughs> How about that? Yeah, wow. Uh, all right, so that's it. We, uh, we'll be back uh, Tuesday night doing a live show. That one will be live um, on YouTube. So if you want to watch along with us, we're going to do it after that. Let me pull up the slate of games, and I can tell you exactly what time we'll... Well, it's Illinois-Purdue. Oh, that's the big one. That's the big one. All right, yeah. so we'll be going. We'll be going after that one, I imagine. Yeah, it's uh, Tuesday, Tuesday night, Illinois Purdue at six Pacific. Yeah, it'll that's be, the one. It'll be after that. UCLA plays Stanford at eight our time, eleven Eastern. Um, so that'll probably go into quadruple. Yeah, we are not. We are and, not going to uh, wait on that one. No, we'll, we'll be going, we, we'll live, be going live after Illinois midnight Purdue. Pacific on <laughs> so, Tuesday. We'll see you then. Uh, yeah, we yeah. Watch us on YouTube then if you want. If not, the pod will be up uh, Wednesday morning. So see you guys.